Welcome to Also the Books, a podcast where we discuss the books we're reading, the books we want to read, and even the books we're forced to read. I'm your host, Adam Johnson, a high school English teacher in North Georgia. I've spent about a third of my life trying to convince students to read books for class, for fun, and for their own good. The first few episodes this time around will be on banned books in honor of Banned Book Week 2022. Joining me today is Ms. Jordan Raglan. Uh, Ms. Raglan, please say hi to the people and tell them a little bit about yourself. Hey, people. I'm Ms. Raglan. I am the media specialist at West Hall High School. This is my eighth year in education and my first year as a media specialist. And where were you prior to being media specialist at West Hall High School? Um, prior to West Hall High School, I taught eighth grade at West Hall Middle School um, for seven years. I taught social studies and language arts. Social studies and language arts. That's that's a good little pairing. Oh, yeah. Which one did you like best? Um, as a librarian, I'm probably supposed to say language arts, but <laughs> teaching Georgia studies is really, really fun. Um, so I'm going to have to say eighth grade social studies is where it's at. All right. Well, there you go. Okay. So what is the book that we're going to talk about today? What's it about? Who wrote it? Give us the, give us the basics. So today we're going to talk about Looking for Alaska by John Green. Um, This was John Green's first novel, first young adult novel. And now he has six or seven or so. And now he's blowing up YouTube and TikTok with his brother Hank um, and writing on the side a little bit. But yeah, this was his first. Okay. So what is it about? So um, Looking for Alaska is about a kid named Miles with an embarrassing nickname Pudge, like we all had when we were younger. Um, He goes to boarding school and has this eclectic group of friends and they get into teenage shenanigans and, and all of that good stuff. And he's seeking out, you know, what is the meaning of life, basically, you know, is there a meaning to life or do we continue to just wander through the labyrinth forever and ever and ever? And so it's been quite a while since I've read looking for Alaska, but he, that word labyrinth stands out. He was kind of obsessed with that. And he He also had with um, famous last words. Last yes. words of famous people in general. Yeah, so he had like yes. had these memorized basically. Yes. Okay. And so parents made him go to the boarding school. Yep. And then he decided that was when he was going to search for the meaning of life. Right. If okay. I'm here, what am I going to do with it, basically? And, and this boarding school, obviously by the title, is located in the great state of Alaska, correct? Um, Alaska is a person. Whoa, shocker. Yeah. Okay. So Alaska is a girl that he, you know, every teenage book needs a love story. Um, he falls in love with Alaska and the book is split before Alaska and after Alaska. Everything um, else is uh, after. Yes. Okay. Sure. So I, looking for uh, Alaska is right there the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting title. Um, what would you say drew you into reading it? I love John Green. Um, this was not the first book of his that I read. I didn't even know that it was his first book until I was getting ready for this. So that was fun. So I guess I didn't read them in release order, which is fine. But I love how quirky John Green's humor is, how smart the plot lines are. Like you and I had talked about Paper Towns and how it's definitely not his best. Might but be his I worst. do appreciate the like the maps and the clues and you gotta be smarter than the average bear to Right. To really understand a John Green book. So I love John Green. And I was like, okay, got to finish out, you know, read all the stuff. Um, cried through the fault in our stars. But, you know, <laughs> who doesn't? Oh, gosh. But um, looking for Alaska well, was I mean, I the did, one I, but... 
Oh, well, I don't think I did either, honestly, till the movie. I remember, like, everyone knew what was coming by the time. Right. Have you seen the TV adaptation of uh, Looking for Alaska? I have not. I do intend to watch it, though. So you kind of described a little bit about the book. It seems pretty run-of-the-mill in terms of kid goes to school, falls in love with this girl, tries to search for the meaning of life. I mean, it seems pretty teenagery, right? Like this is a lot of what we get to see in our, our classrooms and in our learning commons. Why do you feel like it gets challenged or banned or is on this list that the American Library Association put out? So because it is a book about teenagers, it is a book full of things that teenagers do. Ah. Things that, uh-huh, things that parents, likely the ones who are challenging this book, you know, more often than not, they're, they don't want to think about their kid out there getting in sexual situations with people. They don't want to think about their kid smoking and drinking and doing all the things that teenagers should not be doing. But guess what? They do, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. Don't want to generalize. Not all of them. But for the most part, that's what we see. There is a sexual situation that is pretty specific. But I read John Green's response to a lot of the the challenges and everything. He -hmm. was like, there is literally one adjective in that whole Mm -hmm. scene nervously or nervously would be the adverb but you know what i mean right like that there's one descriptive word nervously yes i could apply to anything so it's very clinical almost which in and out of context yes would would be bothersome to people but that's exactly what it is it's teenagers experimenting with things Mm -hmm. um it's teenagers with trauma i mean alaska comes with a lot of trauma and the further you get into the book the more that unfolds and we, as a society, especially at the time that it came out, did not deal with trauma. Now, post-COVID, we're like, oh, hey, let's be mentally well. Well, why haven't we always been right. seeking to be mentally well? And I, so I think that that's a lot of the reason, too. Like, yeah, she came with issues, issues that she didn't really know how to process and was drinking the right way to do it? Probably not. You right. know, was partying. Not that they, you know, were throwing giant ragers, but they were boarding school kids, like sneaking around, sneaking doing out, boarding school, yeah. pranking. Mm-hmm. You know, they're teenagers. It's what teenagers do. Yeah, I, I think those are the main issues. But above all, like, it's a coming of age story. And that's exactly what's happening right, right in front of So it sounds like a lot of the merit of the book has to do with the sort of realness that Green puts into it. Right. Absolutely. Okay. okay. And so we don't always want to deal with real life when we read fiction. Sometimes we want to use that as an escape. So if it gets too realistic, then maybe that's too problematic. Right. Okay. And I, I think that's it. And just as people, when they're challenging books do, they pick one passage and say, oh, this is bad, completely out of context. Mm-hmm. But then when you put it in the context, then yes, it's still not great, but... It's right. part of the story. You know, if uh, the thing is about Miles finding himself, then he's he's got to do, he's got to live. Right. To find the great, what is it? The great perhaps. The great perhaps. You know, you know like yeah. that. there's got to be some experimentation there. There's got to be something for him right. to lean into. So. so I sent you a list of the 100 most challenged slash banned books that the ALA mm-hmm. put the American Library Association put together for 2010 through 2019. And you chose Looking for Alaska, obviously. That's what we've been talking about. What else might you have chosen? What was in sort of the running for a book that you wanted to talk about? To Kill a Mockingbird. 
was the oh boy was the next <laughs> was the next one. There's okay. just so much there. I was like, I'm not gonna put us through that. Right. But I to kill a mockingbird for sure. Did you teach to kill a mockingbird in eighth grade? I did until those yeah. jerks at the high school made us stop teaching hey it. Now. Hey now. That really what, did happen. I don't me. know if it was you. Wasn't me. I don't know. Well, um, I know I did for probably two years. Okay. Probably two years. Yeah. yeah. I remember okay. one student who was not reading. He was just kind of looking at the book and he kept seeing, you know, the N word. We find it several times and, you know, racial slurs and, and all the things. And he stands up and he's like, well, this is terrible. Oh, why would it say this? Just trying to distract mm-hmm. himself from, from working. And I was like, if you were reading the book, you would understand. Like, it's the whole point. Yeah, it's amazing what reading a book will do. They say it is the cure for ignorance. Well, you know, if you have a question about the book, read the book. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank Mr. Raglan again for joining me. Tune in next time for book recommendations, another interview, and more. I'd also love to hear what you thought about this episode and who you think I should try to interview. You can contact me on Instagram at mrjohnsonteaches. And to paraphrase Garrison Keeler, be well and read good books.